Well, how was your Christmas? As I said earlier, uh, I trust that uh, what we are considering this evening is in a way putting Christmas behind us to some degree. But how was your Christmas? Was, wasn't it great to have completed all the, the preparations and enjoy sharing with people at church on Christmas morning? And then with friends and, and, and family especially, eating and just relaxing. And I trust that you were able to relax without the threat of the Omicron virus. Last week, the Independent newspaper had on its website this, and I quote it. For some of us, Christmas Day is the most highly anticipated day of the year. With millions of people waking up at the crack of dawn to see what Santa left them, stick the turkey in the oven and pop open a bottle of champagne for breakfast. I hope there wasn't too much of that. It goes on then, for others, it's Boxing Day that takes center stage. And while you may still be waking up in the dark, it isn't just Santa bringing the festive cheer, but also some of our favorite retailers are in the Boxing Day sales. Amazon, Curry's, Argos. In the days when there was no COVID, Virus, there, there were many, we are told, who were on their computers checking out the sales. They, they just couldn't wait. Two years ago, there were over 100 million visits to real retail websites on Christmas Day. Internet shoppers were anticipating and were excited about the January sales. For those people obsessed with consumerism, what is the one thing, what is the one big thing that completes Christmas? The seals. Now, what is it that completes Christmas for you? I was talking to someone uh, a couple of weeks ago who said Christmas wasn't complete without him and the family sitting down to watch the film, It's a Wonderful Life. And if you have a good memory, you may be able to work out who that is. Some people were excited that Morecambe and Wise were on TV over Christmas. As for many, Christmas isn't complete without the Morecambe and Wise Christmas special. Like, you see, some people like nostalgia at Christmas. During the Advent, we, we were considering the Christmas story of Christ's birth. But following the birth of Christ the Christ child, the story isn't complete without the, th the famous seekers, the magi, the wise men. These men were the most unexpected men travel, who traveled a long distance wanting to visit the one who was born, the king of the Jews. The magi were men who studied astrology and astronomy, were recognized by some people as men dabbling in magic. We get the word magic from the word magi. They had traveled a long way from their home in Persia. As astronomers, they were intelligent men who could read the signs from the sky. 
They, they may have been so rich that sometimes they were referred to as kings. Now, today, many of us, uh, when traveling, uh, depend on our satnav to get us to our destination. The satnav the Magi depended on was the bright star in the eastern sky. The Magi were seeking after a newborn king to worship him. And so firstly, as we think of this story, I refer to them as being three seekers. They were three seekers. Now, in the recent past, it was common in Christian churches, at least in the last couple of decades, to have special services to attract and produce content that is thought to be more relevant. Special media was used, and sermons were topical. And many were trying to develop this further during the COVID lockdown. These services were known as seeker services. Special effort is made to invite people who don't often go to church or have never been to church. And these people are recognized as being seekers. Those who attend are, are understood to be people who are seeking to know Jesus. And we are informed that there were many seekers who turned on to online services in the past two years, who are seeking to find the answer to their many difficulties and confused lives. Now, when we come to church, how do we come? How do we come to church? It seems to me that we all ought to be coming as seekers, constantly seeking to find Jesus in our worship, seeking to know him more as our Savior. And it seems to me that the ministry here in Hamilton Road Presbyterian Church is encouraging us to seek Christ more, to seek him more through the emphasis that has been put on the, in the, in the recent, past recent weeks on the, the reading of the Scriptures and the reading of the Bible. The emphasis has to be recognized and good for our spiritual growth. But the Magi were disappointed seekers. They, they couldn't find the newborn king in the expected places. In the palace, Herod knew nothing of this event. The, the gentleman from the east upset Herod by asking, where is he who has been born a king of the Jews? They had arrived in Jerusalem and had asked the same question to everyone right up the ladder of hierarchy. They asked the ordinary citizen, and he didn't know. The soldiers who were on guard, and they didn't know. Until they came to the palace, and Herod, the king, whom, who should have known if a royal baby had been born. He didn't know. Often we come to church seeking to meet the Lord, seeking to find answers to our dilemmas, seeking to find comfort and healing, seeking to be edified in our worship, and we can go away disappointed. 
Maybe the praise and the singing has left us disappointed. For us, Christ was not there. Maybe the prayers have left us cold. We could not identify with them. Maybe the sermon hasn't touched you. It has exhausted your concentration, but hasn't touched you. The esteemed Baptist of over 100 years ago, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, when preaching said this, usually going up to God's house, we get what we go for. Some come because it is custom, some to meet a friend, some to criticize and find fault, some they scarce know why. But when you know what you come for, the Lord who gave you the desire will gratify it. If we come seeking the Lord, he will soon appear to us or to you. The story tells us that the Magi were disappointed, but they kept on searching until they found the Lord. You and I might not find the Lord where we want him to be, but we must keep on seeking. And as we seek earnestly, as we come to him through faith that is nurtured, as we come to him through faith that is nurtured through his word and the reading of the scriptures, we will find him. We might have to take a different direction like the Magi, but the Lord is there to be found. In our personal lives, we might have to adopt a new direction. It may be that we have to surrender up what is hindering us through repentance. It may be we have to deal with an obstacle. It may be a moral obstacle, maybe a moral issue in our lives to be dealt with. It may be the sin of envy. It may be an addiction or an obsession that has gripped us and is holding us back from knowing God, the Lord. It may be anger that we have to deal with. Or you have to deal with a a bad relationship with someone a conflict that has bothered you for ages, for years, which has to be dealt with. A step of reconciliation may be required. And it might be, as a church, we ought to be more obedient to God's Spirit and adopt some new direction and the forming of new attitudes in our mission. It may be that we have been content with the status quo, We've been comfortable. And we've had little desire to see the church grow and reach out to the strangers in our community. Secondly, from this story, we have seen that they were, these magi were seekers, and they were also strangers. They were strangers. The magi didn't belong to Judea. They had come from the east, and the land was strange to them. The religion was strange. The system was foreign. As outsiders, everything was unusual. And they had been diverted to Bethlehem. 
Remember, Herod had consulted the specialists, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. They interpreted the prophecy, and Herod sent the strangers to Bethlehem to find the baby in the most unconventional environment for a king. It was in an ordinary house, borrowed by poor parents. There was nothing like they, it was nothing like they had imagined. No palace, no wealth. The story informs us that these strangers were welcome to worship the Lord. These Gentiles, strangers, were welcome at the crib of the Lord. We live in an age when more and more people are strangers to church. There is a generation, and possibly soon it may be two or three generations of young people who are not interested in church. Many are strangers. I have occasional conversations with young people who tell me that much of church is alien to them and they feel it's not part of their culture. Some feel that they are unwanted. Their enthusiasm is unwanted. Now, this is distressing. And it's not only a younger generation who feel they are strangers. Those of us here this evening recognize people we rub shoulders with, even at a social distance with, are not familiar with what we do in church. Most think our faith is all about rules and religious stuff. They are strangers to the gospel. Even the Christmas story is confused. Jesus is a stranger because their their notion of Jesus is opaque, blurred. And the message we have to share with strangers, that message of good news, that message of Jesus coming to this earth, the the Christ child, the message of of Jesus whose purpose and mission was to take his place upon the cross and die in our place, die for our sins, to die so that we may be forgiven, that good news message. And many are strangers to that message that they are welcome and that they are welcome to the house of the Lord where we pray they may meet Jesus, the friend, not the stranger. This ongoing challenge for the church today and in the future, we're going to be able to, are we going to be able to encourage the stranger to hear our message Much of what we do in churches will be alien to the stranger within our gates. And I do see the efforts here in in Hamilton Road to to reach out to these people and to to inform them of what church is and what we are doing. But will we be able to communicate without our changing of attitudes and even traditions? It seems to me that the challenge is even greater now in this pandemic disruption. And thirdly, as we consider this story, as I said, they were seekers, they were strangers, 
But these magi were servants. We see them as servants. These so-called kings bowed in the presence of the Lord, offered rich gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh. The kings turned out to be servants, wise men, humbled, and they worshipped the King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, we have more or less exhausted the singing of carols for another year. But the concluding verse of In the Bleak Midwinter always jolts my heart every time we sing it. You know the words. Many of you here can, can repeat them. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? You know, don't you? Give my heart. What can I give Jesus? Give my heart. The Magi who traveled to see Jesus had determined in their hearts to give the best that they had. They set out with the intention and that resolution. We have had a big Christmas extravaganza. We are a week from our celebrating of Christmas. We have been through this story and celebrated it another time. Now, what gift did you give to the Savior? Have you given the best you can? The best the Lord looks for is your heart, your wholehearted trust in him, your wholehearted desire to serve him. <clears throat> We've just entered another year. 2022. In the province of God, we receive it as a gift from God. How will you use it? How will you use it? I have my iPhone with me. <clears throat> Sometimes I'm lost if it isn't in my pocket. My daily routine will be mapped out in his calendar every engagement, all my commitments, my notes, and uh, record of meetings and people I see, the family events and the special occasions uh, shared with the family. My prayer is that I will use each day listed in it in service of Christ. I will sadly feel if I don't give my heart once again, to Jesus to help me through. If I don't submit with a servant's heart, I pray and, and ask you to use the gift of the new year of 2022 as a year in which you will be an earnest seeker. In faith, seeking the Lord in your life daily. Now, that might mean for some that you have to take a step of commitment to Christ today. For you've never truly found Jesus in your life 
and humbled yourself to Christ and worshipped him like the Magi. It may mean that you have to turn to Christ and repent of that which is holding you back. It may mean that you have to dedicate your life anew to being a faithful seeker after Christ. And if that is the case, there are those in this church who can help you. The minister, the staff team, the elders, a friend. Even if you wish, speak to me. It may mean for you a renewed commitment to worship in church week after week. And maybe even a commitment to the evening service too, where we, through the grace of God, are fed through God's word. It may mean seeking after a new vision of how the Lord can use you in this church and in your community. It may mean a new challenge to you to go seeking after the strangers and welcoming them into our church. It may mean you seeking the courage to go in a new direction in your life. It may mean a new enthusiasm about your workplace and a fresh desire to serve Christ there and be an ambassador among those whom you work with. It may mean a renewed approach to how you run your business or a new approach to how you use your money. It may mean for us as a congregation that the Lord wants us to seek a new direction in our ministry and mission as a church. On this first weekend of 2022, if you are here seeking the Lord, the Lord can be found in this place. And if you know the Lord present in your life, then seek at the beginning of the new year the direction the Lord has prepared for you and leave at his feet your richest gift of service. Your heart, your life, in service of Jesus Christ. Let us bow together in prayer. Let's pray. <clears throat> our Father and our God, we are humbled as we bow before you at the turn of another year at the start of another chapter in the life of this church. We come to you seeking your guidance and committing ourselves once again to your service. Take these lives, O Lord. Take these hearts. Take our gifts. Take our talents. Take all that we are. And may they be used again in your service. And we praise you for Christ our Lord, who is the same yesterday and today and forever. But we know that we are so fickle and our service can be inconsistent. Forgive us for wavering commitments and untrustworthiness. 
We give thanks for the, the personal blessings of the past year. And in these moments, we reflect on them, recognizing the scale of your grace in our lives. We thank you, O oh gracious God, for the help we got in the times of personal challenge and for the grace of healing and strength afforded to us. We pray for individuals and families looking forward to special events in 2022, a birth, a wedding, an anniversary, all their significant celebrations, and ask that they will be able to enjoy the gift of your grace. And we remember those who face sadness or crisis, and those for whom the year ahead will be a time for forced adjustments in life, that they will receive God's grace and mercy, whatever happens. And we remember our country, for those in authority, the government nationally and locally, and ask for a year of prosperity and peace. And we pray for the disturbed world we live in and ask that the threat of the COVID pandemic will diminish. We pray for the church in places where believers are living under the threat of persecution. We pray for the Presbyterian Church in Ireland and its leadership. We pray for Hamilton Road and for clear direction in a new year. We pray for Christoph, his leadership and his teaching. Grant him clarity of vision and inspiration, the blessing of your Holy Spirit. And we remember today those whom we have prayed for in the past year, for sick people healed, for bereaved people in their grief, for the lonely and the confused. And we pray for those who are facing the new year, anticipating treatment and therapies. Oh Lord, grant healing, we beseech you. And we pray for all in our church and ask that those in membership and those who worship here may come to know more of your spirit in their lives. May those who profess faith remain sure in their faith. May those who are unsure of their faith find assurance in Jesus Christ. May those who doubt and struggle with unbelief come to Christ through the cross and find forgiveness and new life through surrendering their doubts to the Lord. Grant, O Lord, that we may be a church of faith and a community of faithfulness as we witness to the light of Christ in Bangor. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.